Today on the podcast, we'll be focusing on the hustle. In honor of Valentine's Day, what better hustle than the journey of becoming a sex and intimacy coach? My special guest, Cecilia Agu, the creator and host of Bedroom Matters, has a few tips to share with us. Don't go anywhere. Hi, and welcome to Lolly Secrets, a place where we work towards becoming a better version of ourselves by aligning expectations with reality, with a key focus on our self-development journey. If you haven't already, go on and subscribe to our podcast for more of our content. So, Cecilia, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lolly. <laughs> All right. So I'm really glad that you came on the show. And, you know, we've been trying to get this going, and I'm so excited to have you on here. Now, as an expert sex coach, I wanted to understand how you got into being a sex coach. Come and give me some of this juice. How did you decide that this is what you wanted to do? (laughs) Thank you so much, Lily, for having me. You know, this wasn't part of the plan. You know, I didn't go to school. I didn't have this long plan on how when I come out of school, work here, then become a sex coach. It wasn't part of the plan at all you know but I did go through some challenges in my marriage some intimacy challenges and I just knew that I had to make this work that was how bedroom matters started really so it was in my pain in my challenge in looking for an answer or you know how to enjoy my marriage and how to be a good wife to my husband that I became the person that I am today and then just out of the blues I was joking one morning, you know, like I've had some good stuff at night. And in the morning, I just put out a post and I said, oh, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. And the next thing, the comments, the DMs were mind-blowing, like never, something I have never seen before. And then it hit me. People are actually going through the same problem that I had gone through. Oh, yes. And that was how it started. And then it started as a joke. So I would just call people, counsel people, um, coach them, teach them the things that I knew without even knowing that, oh, this could be something I have to take seriously. So, yes. Wow. That must have been such a light bulb moment for you. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, yes. How did you go from having those issues to being able to fix them? Because those are those are massive steps, isn't it? You've you had those issues, you fixed them, and then you came to a space in your heart that you were able to then mm-hmm. not only share them with people, but to actually coach them into being able to fix their own issues. So those are quite a few steps we are going to have to break down today because no advice is too Very small true. to take, as far as I'm concerned. So let's start from the beginning. So you said you know, there were some challenges in the beginning and then, you know, so mm-hmm. how did you get from that space to all of a sudden having all this knowledge and power and feeling, you know, I am woman, hear me roar. <laughs> <laughs> so as I said earlier, there was no plan, honestly, you know, so um, that morning I made that post and a lot of people started asking me questions, sending me DMs, because of course, you know, it's a topic that a lot of people won't say in public. It's not something mm-hmm. people come up with 
say. So I had a lot more DMs than comments telling them how not to feel bad because they weren't doing the right things at that particular time. So I did that for a couple of months. And while I was doing that, thank God for my amazing husband, my king. (laughs) He was very instrumental to all of this Mm -hmm. and still very instrumental. So he would teach me how to counsel people. He would teach me how to, you know, the whole confidentiality thing. Um, This is between you and this person, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. And then he was also there to help me with the male folks. So when the men send me messages and stuff like that, I would go to him. Hi, babe, how do I handle this person? You know, I'm not a man. I don't even, you know, have a clue how this works and he will put me through so all of this thing was just a passion really you know just it was just it was just natural it was like a gift that god had put somewhere i didn't even know i had them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it just went on and on sometimes i'll be on the phone with people for hours during the day at night so because i live here in nigeria at night is when people in canada and u.s have time to talk so i'm talking to people in my in my area code during the day then at night i'm talking to people abroad and all of that and it just went on for more than a year i think just doing that just being happy helping people with intimacy issues and then i have a mentor one day that just said you know what maybe we should tone this down a little bit and find a name for it i'm like "Mm, find a name for it okay so what do we do and we started brainstorming and her reason was there are lots more people who would need your help but they can't come because again sex is a very um conservative topic it's controversial but it's also conservative you know what i mean yes so her opinion was that i needed to get more people to come to me and she was talking about more matured people when when they hear sex they're probably going to run you know but when they hear something like intimacy or something that doesn't carry sex Mm -hmm. when they now call me teach them and tell them exactly what to do and that made a lot of sense really Mm. you know so that was how the name bedroom matters was breathed between she and i dr nkichihari nganadi very yes inspiration to me and we came up with that name bedroom matters and guess what like the first day i posted that name logo people were like oh my god that name is so unique bedroom matters how did you come about it and again it was still all fun 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 you know for me it was the the satisfaction was just seeing people happy just just reading their feedback Mm. you know for me that was i can't explain it it was such a huge fulfilling feeling Mm -hmm. and yeah that was how it started now onto you know how it has become what it is today at some point you know you have to take some lessons some certification because this wasn't what i studied in the university Mm. you know so um i started taking courses online and um you know, got a couple of coaches here and there. And yeah, that's that's in a nutshell how this has grown. Oh, wow. That's quite a journey, honestly. And I think that it's quite nice that you've had the support of your husband along the way. And that's something I really wanted to touch on because for such a quite an intimate topic, especially in a country where sex is quite a hot topic. Mm -hmm. I would say that, I mean, we're both women from the same country and we know that it's not often that you find that a husband or a man is as supported 
of that kind of industry being a former business for his wife. True. So my hat off to your husband because it takes a certain type of husband to really support his wife. I, I mean, mm-hmm. just even touching on just relationships and, you know, a husband and wife and talking about relationships alone, let alone going further into that level of intimacy is, is taking it to the next level. And, you know, all I can say is, you know, he's truly one in a million. Yes, he is. Yes. All kinds of levels of respect for him. Thank you. And also, it's a testament to the relationship that you both have with one another as well. What I really wanted to understand is it takes a lot Mm -hmm. for that level of trust, that level of commitment, that level of bond, that level of communication to Mm -hmm. happen for you to be able to come to your husband in that moment of intimacy and say, listen, I need help with this. And it's about this topic and it's about, you know, all these things. So my question to you is how did that come about that you and your husband were able to get to that kind of level? What did you guys do? How did you work on yourselves? You know, how did you grow together? What did you do together to get to that level that became the situation that you're in? Because for me, that is gold, gold dust. It is, it is. So um, what I usually say to women and especially single girls is marry your friend um yes marry your friend my husband is my best friend my husband is like my only friend and when you're dating what are the things you talk about you know this generation people just want to get married so that they can have some level of freedom unknown to them marriage is not total freedom it's not you know some people think once i leave my father's house now I'm my own woman or I'm my own man. No, you're still, you still need the other person's input in your life to do certain things. So for me, my husband and I we were friends, like very good friends. We talked about almost anything. We talked about almost everything, you know, the things that we could think about. We talked about sex, even though we weren't having sex while we were dating. We talked about sex, we talked about number of children we we're going to have if we got married. We talked about business, talked about school. We talked about these things that people don't talk about in relationships, hmm. you know. So my husband, first of all, was my friend or became my friend, still is my friend and you know, both ways. We talked about the kind of relationship we wanted to have. So mm. as my husband and I were very open with everything, with finance, with relationship, with what we do for our siblings or our parents, we're down to phones. Mm. So I have access to his phone 24-7. He has access to my phone 24-7. Mm. There is no secret between mm. us. You know, and and that has really helped our marriage because we talked about all of these things while we're dating. Mm-hmm. Now, um, it doesn't mean that we didn't have issues or go through challenges mm-hmm. in our marriages. Truth is, Lolly, for real, at some point in my marriage, mm-hmm. I thought I was insane to have married this man. Like, why did you get married? Mm-hmm. With the level of friendship, I'm telling you, why, why did you cage yourself? Why do I need somebody's opinion before I can travel? Why do I need somebody's opinion before I can do the things that I normally would do? Why do I need your opinion before I can buy the things that I want to buy? You know, 
Um, I couldn't take it because I have always been independent. Exactly. I've always sorted out things financially exactly. myself. So I did not see the reason for, oh, I need to buy this new TV I like or something. Or oh, what do you think? No, I go out there yeah, and I buy you what I want to buy. have a conversation with yourself and that's that. And it's done. And then now you have somebody exactly. over you and now you have to have that conversation with somebody else again. Yeah. And we now have to look at it, you know, do we need um Why do you even want to buy mm-hmm. it? And I'm like, um okay this was not part of the plan Mm -hmm. but um we we were so matured in the mind and even though we had our problems there were times we wouldn't even speak to each other for Mm -hmm. days for up to a week and we're in the same house but somehow we found our way back our ways back to each other i even left the marriage at some Mm -hmm. point very difficult to understand people don't understand people don't believe when i say that but at some point i left i couldn't deal with a lot of stuff mm. you know and this is even for somebody who is my yeah. friend so imagine if i had married somebody who wasn't a friend oh yeah the, the damage would be more i would probably won't be married today so it's important to be friends with this person it's important to have this conversation so there were some conversations we had when we were dating that when those things came up in the marriage i said but you remember we talked about this and i said for instance i like to work so if you're telling me oh i have to slow down work and all of that you're telling me to leave what i know how mm. to do and you promised me you were not going to stand in mm. the way so because we already have had that conversation before we got married, he would think about it and say, oh, that's true. She actually told me, so I know who I was getting married mm. to before I got married to this person. So it was being friends with each other, understanding each other, having the fear of God. We, we both understood yes. that the God only thing that well. can keep us going in this mm. is God. Mm. Is God. Mm. Is God. God is between you, your spouse, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. And so... That helped us. And another thing I can also, you know, put a finger on is having people whom you have respect for. So what I mean by that is my husband at some point when he annoys me, and I'm not advising people to go and start telling all their business out there. When he doesn't want to listen to you and that person calls him on the phone to say, guy, show. That means come Mm. here. I want to see you. He comes back he goes oh i didn't know this thing was that serious now i didn't even have to tell okay sorry and basically there must be somebody that he can be accountable to there must always be somebody apart from you there has to be that's the word we had that we had Mm. that somebody i can threaten with and say if you do this i'll go and tell so person Mm. he'll be like hmm we had friendship, we had God, we have, you know, respect. So yeah, those those were the things that helped us through. And I must say at this point that my sister-in-law is amazing. Mm. His older sister, mm. she was instrumental to me, we getting back together, mm. you know, when I left. She was, she was, she wasn't a sister to him. She was a sister to me, still is a sister to me. So as it stands now, my husband is their in-law and I'm now their sister. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have adopted his family as mine and he's now looking for a new family. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. so funny. Oh, wow. That's quite inspiring. Yes. And you know, thank you. I really like that idea because I remember when I met my husband and um, I remember when we started dating because we, I didn't, you know, he's not somebody I knew for a very long time. He's somebody I met and we started dating, you know? And we dated for about Mm -hmm. a year and a little bit before we got married. And I've always been somebody that if I start dating, it goes pretty fast. 
it never it's never been one of those slow things and funnily enough he lived he lived close by so it ended up being we saw each other the first week maybe three times that week and then after that we saw each other every day for one year you know there's a difference between you know those weekend relationships the ones where you don't see each other you only see each other the weekend and then seeing each other for hours every day and then what you talk about as well and yeah. yeah and also what you talk about this is not just seeing each other and then just you know being on your phones and just not really talking about anything this is you know full on planning and talking about real things and you know trying to understand each other and you know putting in the time and dedicating that was quite instrumental to us getting together and deciding pretty early if this is real you know, so I'm really grateful for that. And that's, that was instrumental in us getting as far as we did as quickly as we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were just friends yeah. and business partners for mm. two years before we started dating. Oh, and we only dated for about seven, eight months before he popped the question. Ah. And he told me always known from day mm. one that this is my mm. wife. I'm like, really? Mm. Okay. <laughs> Ultimately, you're right in terms that you need to marry your friend. Because that's all that's going to hold you that, in, in the True. tough times, especially when ego comes into play and all those things. That's the one thing that's going to bring you down and remove that ego and find that humility to reach out. So I really want to understand when you were facing those challenges, what were the steps that you took to fix some of the challenges that you faced? Okay, so for me, first and foremost, I was having issues with sex in my marriage because I was raped as a child. Oh, wow. That's, that's, um, yeah. I have no words. <laughs> I know. You know, like every time we try to have sex, I, I just remember being taking advantage of, I mean, I was raped from age seven to like turn 10 and eventually found my voice and fought back, you know. And the good thing is that I, I had spoken to my husband about it while we're dating. So he knew, you know, and he was patient with me. Um, sometimes at night when he's trying to make a move, I just punch him unconsciously. So I'm sleeping and I just punch him, boom in the face or anywhere. And I don't even know that I'm doing that, you know? So he wakes up in the morning, he's moody, he's, you know, upset, and he won't tell me what That's it is. Hard. You have to tell me what happened. You went to bed smiling and you woke up frowning and you have this swollen lip, what happened? You know, but he's been really patient. And um, he said, you know what, we'll have to find a cure. We'll have to find a way to make this work. And at that time, I didn't even know anybody. Who do I talk to about my sexual mm. problems? She understand. There was, at that point, there was nobody. I couldn't, I couldn't find any. Maybe there was, but I couldn't find anybody who could offer help in the area that I needed the help. So I just basically went on the internet, started searching. So, um, so I took a few courses online, uh, met a few people, would exchange emails, and you know, I would always relate back to my husband. So the key thing there is the fact that I had my husband's understanding mm. and patience. If they're not able to open up to somebody, especially somebody they love, like mm. their spouse, it will take long for that healing process to be to even begin. 
rounded up of you know being mm. completed. So I had a wonderful support system in the, in the pressing of my husband, and that mm. helped. That helped. So for everything that I and every new thing that I learned, I said, oh, I'm big. This is you know one thing I learned from this place, and we will mm. try it. You know, and if I'm that space, he understands. He could see that I was making efforts. And eventually, you know, we, we both pulled through. So it wasn't something that I did all mm. by myself. No, not at all. I had him and that was the easiest part mm. for me. And that was what made it all um, worth the while. It made it quicker. It made my healing process quicker. Because, again, up until that time, I didn't even know I had him mm. healed. I just felt gotten over this. No, I didn't. I didn't even. In fact, even after then, it took another four years for me to actually talk about my rape story and not cry. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's a tough one because, let's be honest, especially in Nigeria, it's a delicate and a tough one for a lot of women. A lot of people don't talk about it. It's this yeah. glaring secret in the country, and it's mm-hmm. prevalent and it's everywhere. And it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Everywhere. I have a lot of women who, who write me because I came out to say, oh, that it happened I, to I was you. Exactly. And it, yes, and that happened to a lot yeah. of women. I M- mean, much more than people would, would think. Yeah. Much more than people think. Mm. Some of them, their husbands don't know. So how will they even begin to yeah. help you? Yeah. yeah. And some of them, they still don't want their husbands to know as well. Yes, mm. exactly. Mm. Because of the shame mm-hmm. of being rejected, mm-hmm. of being, you know, called names. I was called mm-hmm. names as a child, as a seven-year-old. I was called the prostitute. Jeez. I was seducing a married man with kids that abused me. So, you know, it, it, it's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. So that's where, in finding my cure, I found cure for a lot of other women mm-hmm. who right now have been able to go through the pain, come out of it. They're having an amazing time in their marriage and their productivity in their places of work or business has greatly improved, you know? So everything is linked. Everything is connected. Is this also been a way of how you've been able to target your unique clients that have been coming to you? Yes. Being vulnerable, because that's what I was when I, when I started speaking up about being raped as a child, Mm -hmm. A lot more people could connect. Mm. Some people haven't opened say, oh, that happened to mm-hmm. me, or maybe I was abused. But it opened up a lot of hearts and minds. Mm. Some people didn't go through abuse, but they just don't enjoy sex. Yes, that's true. You know. So it gives them the hope that if I went through that with all the psychological trauma and everything, that means there's hope for them. Mm. So um opening up definitely did bring in a lot of people who need help and who are, who are clients, you know, who have been clients ever since and still are. Mm. I yeah. mean, the, the amount of women that say that they do not reach orgasm through penetration and they think that they are abnormal. And I have so many friends that tell me that and I say, honey, boo-boo, you're not, you're okay. There's a slogan in, in amongst my tribe women and it is, the fact that orgasm is your right. Exactly. A lot of women know that now orgasm is your Can right. Can we put it on a t-shirt, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been thinking about that idea. I've actually thought about that idea, but let's see how it goes. I mean, but everybody says it in my tribe. Orgasm is your right. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people will say sex is important. Orgasm is important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Nigerian term. Slowly but surely, a lot more women are being liberated and 
they're beginning to, you know, even ask for sex, even initiate mm-hmm. sex with their husbands, mm-hmm. which is great. And, you know, the, the funny thing is that it's the men that are writing to say, wow, thank you. My wife told me that you're the person behind this new heart. Thank you. That tells me that a lot of men also want their women to be open. Mm-hmm. But because of our upbringing, our programming, we sort of just want to be um, conservative. We don't want to be seen as promiscuous mm. or spoiled people mm. or spoiled women. Mm-hmm. But that's changing. That's fast changing mm-hmm. in Nigeria. Mm. Yeah. I think we're becoming more global. So things are changing, definitely. So what I wanted to know is if there's anything in the industry right now and specifically in the sex coaching and the relationship coaching industry that you would love for people to open their eyes to more in the industry as a whole what is it that you feel they're not focusing on as much that you feel they should be looking at more um i yeah, I think for me, um, communication is key. It's something that we need to keep talking about. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I teach, because um, I have this class I do every Friday, 10 p.m. on Instagram, Insta Live. When I talk about women telling your husbands what you want, okay. um, I teach women to be vocal, mm-hmm. communicate, tell your man what you want him to do to you, how you want him to pleasure you. Mm-hmm. you because know, <clears throat> when you don't tell him, mm. how is he going to know? That's so true. You know, we, we, we sometimes, we, we believe that as a man, he should know everything mm. now. And he's not in your no, head. He doesn't know. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't know everything. So one of the things that I do most of the time is open your mouth, teach him, tell him what you want, mm. you know. And the other thing is, I wish that more people would also educate more men because we have this wrong information or understanding that a man should know it all. Mm. Trust they don't know it they all. They don't. When it comes to sex, they don't know it all. They don't have your body type. It's true. So they don't even know what tickles you. They don't even know what part of your body turns you on. And don't forget that as a woman, our bodies are constantly changing, yes. hormones and all of yes. that. So today... Your nipple might be the eighth mm-hmm. thing, and tomorrow he touches it, it irritates yes. you. Yes. But if you don't know what's going on with you, he would just feel like you're making up excuses not to have sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you see, communication and then teaching our men as well. Mm. So most men are now asking me, so what is there for the men? These women are now trying to overshadow us or overpower us now. How can we know what best to do for our, our wives? So we need more, more of this education for the men as well as we give to the women. Can you please help me tell the ladies out there? Because I keep telling ladies too, but I mean, I'm only one woman. Can we please announce to every woman, stop faking orgasms? I think we all need to band together and stop faking it. It's important. They are learning. No, they are learning. Well, I'm saying, oh, well, <laughs> it's... Um, I'm saying it. If you decide to take my my advice, fine. If you don't, it's your loss. I, if I, what I do is I teach them the benefits, the enormous benefits of having sex and having orgasm. Mm. So when you fake it, you're cheating yourself. It's true. The man has all the fun. He enjoys himself. Mm. 
you're there faking it and the resentment is growing even without you knowing mm. at some point you no longer let him touch you mm. that's the truth so it's in your own best interest to not fake it but say you know what i didn't feel this the way i thought i would feel it can you like can we do something different or can we go to bedroom matters and learn let's go you know and pay for her coaching programs or something or take one of her online programs mm. and a lot of people have actually done that yes a lot of people have if you go to my page it's very active unlike you know pages we talk about sex and people are picked to say oh hey me and my husband we did this yesterday and it was people didn't used to say that mm. do you get what i mean mm. so even for the shy and the reserved the conservative ones when you read that only nobody will tell you to slide into my dm and say i have this issue i don't even know what orgasm feels like and then i take you through that journey so I tell people, what's the point in faking it? Sometimes these men know they're faking it. So he just has a good time and he's off. That's it. And you're not bonding spiritually the way you should bond. Because sex is a really spiritual thing. It's not just physical. It's not just what you see on the surface. Mm. So yeah, I will keep telling them. I do that already. I will keep telling them, stop faking it. Oh, <laughs> stop it. It's not good for you. It's for you. It's not for him. Exactly. Because the one time you do reach orgasm, he's going to see the difference. He will see the difference. Trust me. You're shaking like a jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the companies or collaborations that you would like to do in the upcoming year or in the future? Um, definitely. Collaborations are the new you know thing it's it's very in and for you to be able to reach more people you need to collaborate as it stands right now i'm still just doing my research mm -hmm. to be sure i'm collaborating with the right yeah. person or the right brand yeah. or the right company that works well because again you. yeah it's very exactly it's very sensitive mm -hmm. you don't want to just collaborate with just, with just anybody. anybody that's so true yeah, so yes, I will collaborate, but I'm still in the process of finding the right the person. The ones that speak to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And ultimately, if you want to say that you finally succeeded. You know, I actually feel like I have succeeded because more women talk about their sexuality now. Mm. More women are sending more of their friends to me. They're talking about it. And for me, you know how difficult it is to get a man to attend maybe a couple's program or a couple's retreat? The men are writing me. The men are paying for their wives. The men are coming out for therapy and coaching. For me, I have already succeeded. Wow. So right now, it's just about, you know, meeting more numbers, getting more people to get to where the current people are. That's fantastic. Yes. I mean, I've done off the top of my head over 5,000 families of over 5,000 marriages in about two years. That's wonderful. Thank you. So I saw that you actually offer premarital classes. Yes. Is this face-to-face -face as well as online? Both ways. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you that 95% of my clients are online. Mm, I can imagine. In the same vicinity as I mm. online, thank God for technology. Mm. What would you say has been the most difficult issue you have come across with the marriage counseling situation? 
the, the most common thing that I have noticed is the fact that these people just think about the wedding day. <laughs> so marital, they, the only problem they have is the wedding day. You know, um, I want this gown. He doesn't want this gown. I want this color. I want this decorator. I want this. And he doesn't want that one. You know, so they, it's just basically the wedding day. So I start to teach them wedding day is just one day. Mm. The life after wedding is what you should be focused on. You know, what is most important to you, your happiness, his happiness, you know, her happiness. Mm. It's almost like that's not what they've been hearing from other premarital classes they've been going mm -hmm. to. Okay, Cecilia. So I want you to give me three important things that I need to know as a beginner that needs to at least have these basics to work with. Something that both girls and guys should be able to work with. Okay. Number one, be clean. Be clean. Yes. Wash up, boys and girls. Be clean. Don't come into the room, you know, with all the sweats from the day's work. Nah. Mm -mm. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, be clean. Girls, don't use soap that's too acidic. You don't want it to get all funky or too, you know, don't give yourself thrush. Sure. So make sure you're clean. Make sure your emotions are in place. Mm, mm, mm. So you're not carrying any extra baggage from work or from family or from any other person. When you're in the room with your spouse, it's between the two of you. Mm -hmm. No extra baggage in your mind. Emotionally, you have to be in a good place. Mm -hmm. And this is for men and women. You know, some people think it's just for the women. No, it's both ways. Are you listening, people? <laughs> don't bring no excess luggage. We don't want it. No excess luggage, yes. Mm -hmm. Number three. Don't just lie there like a log of wood. Mm -hmm. Move around, you know, move the waist, the hip, you know, try to get up a little bit, talk, use your tongue, use your hands, mm -hmm. run your hands through his back, you know, the man run your hands through her hair and stuff like that. Talk, don't just lie there like... He's just working, and when he's done working, he can go back to his office or something. No. Times have changed. You heard. <laughs> make it work. Make it work. Make it work. All right, all right. I'm, I'm sorry. I had to add one more. I always like to give a bonus. Bonus tip. Bonus tip. Open your mouth. Moan if you have to. Mm -hmm. Tell him, oh, yes, that was good. Mm -hmm. Do it again. You know, or no, oh, you know, let's move away from this. Communicate. Mm -hmm. Communicate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You heard it. <laughs> Communicate. Communication is key, guys. Communication is key. Absolutely. We've had Cecilia on from Bedroom Matters. Cecilia, will you let people know where we can find you, please? So I'm on Instagram at Bedroom Matters. Mm -hmm. One word. Bedroom Matters. Um, I'm on Facebook, but it's a closed group. Um, so basically on Instagram, and you can send me a mail at um, Bedroom Matters 1. 1 is number 1, not O-N-E-1. Okay? Bedroom Matters number 1 at gmail.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Cecilia, for coming on the show. I appreciate you. I thank you so much for giving us all those wise words, um, words of wisdom, nuggets. People, you heard it here. Go and do the right thing by your boo. 
for listening to the episode. I'll leave some information in the show notes for you. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to leave a good review and subscribe to the podcast for some content. Chat soon. Ciao.